Welcome to The Voice of Reason with Dr. Sonia Thompson of Arise Ministries International. Get ready to be strengthened with solid foundational truths inspired by the living word and changed by fresh revelation that will push you into a victorious life now. Welcome and thank you for joining me today on the Voice of Reason podcast. This is your host, Dr. Sonia Thompson. I pray that this message will find you and your household well and that you are walking in health and wholeness, especially in the times that we're in right now. I also pray that this message today will encourage you, that it will give you some type of insight and direction. Before we get started, I'll go ahead and invite the Holy Spirit, who is the voice of reason, and let him take his place. Holy Spirit, this is your platform. I ask that you would take your seat here. I pray as I'm speaking today, God, that that you would use my vocal cords, that they would not hear me, but they would hear you, that answers would come forth, that light would shine in darkness. I pray that you would be encouraged today by the Holy Spirit, that he will give you some divine insight to cause you to take control of your life and shift where you are. Holy Spirit, you will go ahead and take your place, fill the atmosphere And I arrest the atmosphere even now and decree and declare that this will go forth with clarity in the name of Jesus without hindrance and without any obstruction in your name. Praise God. I am going to go ahead and read a passage of scripture to you first. And we are likely not going to finish this podcast today. I'll probably come back and do a second part in the next day or so. But I want to lay a little foundation here and I want to talk to you for a minute before I add some points to it. So Isaiah 45 is where I'll be reading from verses one through three in the New King James Version. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings to open before him the double doors so the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. Praise be to God. Today, I'm going to talk to you from the subject, the gates are open. I'll say it again. You know, I will. The gates are open. And that passage of scripture I just read speaks about Cyrus, who was a Gentile. He didn't know God, but you do. You take and put your name in there in this scripture and God has grabbed you by your right hand and he has subdued nations before you and loose the armor of kings, anything holding you, anything hindering you, including you, God has sent an anointing forth to remove the burden and destroy the yoke. And we're going to get back to that scripture. I just want to talk to you for a moment and then if possible, start getting into some of the points about the gates are open as we would look back at the scripture again. A lot of times in the body of Christ, we treat our access somewhat like Moses did when he stood at the Red Sea. If you remember that 
text, he stands at the Red Sea. He tells the people what God is going to do for them. Behold, you're going to see just the mighty hand of God, you know, go before you. And God literally interrupts Moses's eloquent dissertation and says, Moses, why are you crying out to me? Stretch out your hand and stretched out that rod is what he told him. So as Moses stretched the rod, we know what happened. The Red Sea opened, the Red Sea parted and Israel goes across. And But that's how we act with God. We talk about what he's going to do. We get excited about what he's going to do. And just like Moses, we have the rod, the word of God. We have instruction of the Holy Spirit and we talk at things instead of talking to them and commanding them to obey us. And that is how we treat the things of God. And we get excited about miracles, how Jesus, oh, Jesus did this and how he did it. And oh, he can do it again. Do you know Jesus has said that we would do the same works he did and greater, but somehow we continue to separate ourselves from scripture and we never see ourselves in the book. We never speak from a position of having access. Now, again, I always have to say, I know that doesn't include everybody, but I speak about the body of Christ as a whole. Most people don't talk from a place of authority and power and access concerning the things of life. But a time has come, a time is here when the people of God will begin, must begin to move from a he is going to do stage to the demonstration stage. We're going to have to move from a place of uh, talking about the word of God into a place where the word becomes flesh and dwells among us. We're going to have to move from uh, just speaking that it's going to happen to a place of past tense. That when we pray at that moment, we believe we receive, we have it in hand, according to scripture, that's praying and speaking from a past tense and from that spiritual standpoint, so that things can come into fruition in the natural. And we have yet to grasp that as a body of Christ. So I'm talking about these gates being opened, not that they're going to be. They are already open. Christ has already given us access. And I'm speaking specifically about financial gates. This is one of my assignments that I have in the body of Christ. I don't make any apologies for it. It is an assignment I have to bring people to freedom and safety in this area, to bring peace in this area so that we can get about doing the works of God. But so many people are so concerned about their own provision that they have zero vision for the things of God going on around them. Their focus is trying to pay a car and a house and all the other stuff that they've piled up and they're not able to see the vision of God for themselves financially. When God himself has promised us as we obey his laws and obey his word, that he would be our provider. He takes care of us. He provides us with seed. And that is how we create the financial life that we need and desire. And still a lot of people are not aware of this. So these gates are open before we can even tackle Isaiah 45. We have to embrace the spiritual aspect of these gates being open by faith. Jesus gave us everything that pertains to life and godliness. What else is left? What else is left? I ask you, what is he going to do? No, it's what are we going to access that he's already done? I must embrace the spiritual aspect that these gates are already open. I have to do this by faith the same way I got saved 
by faith. I know that these gates are open. I'm not judging it by my circumstances. I'm judging it based on the word of God. The second thing about these gates being open, and I'm just giving you some points that will help you before we even start talking about this scripture. Spiritually, now here's the other thing. Jesus has opened the way, right? He's made your crooked places straight the same way he did for Cyrus. Already done it for you, already paved the way, but now you have to open your gates. What gates am I talking about? I'm talking about the gates of your soul, your mind, your emotions, and your will. You have to open that up to receive. You have to have the capacity to receive from God. I'm not talking about your rent being paid or your mortgage or your car payment. That's not receiving. Just having bills paid. You think that's the fullness of the life God has for you? Do you know how extravagant Solomon was? Oh my gosh, we would probably stone Solomon in this day to see a man like that so prosperous. We have some other men of God in the body of Christ that are extremely prosperous that we know about and people are ready to stone them, always telling them what they should be doing with their money. No, these men of God knew how to sow and God brought them into covenant wealth. So you have to open your soul up to receive. I pray even now God would expand your capacity to receive, to desire the things that God desires for you. That doesn't mean we run after things, but you should have some godly desire, some things the Lord said he wants to do for you and desire those things to go past mediocre life. God does not want us to have a life of mediocrity. He gave us life and life more abundantly. Come on now. Praise God. Expand your soul. Let the Lord stretch the belly, if you will, of your soul to have the capacity to receive. And I've stuck here for a moment because I feel like that's a stumbling block for a lot of people that keeps them from going through the gates. The gates are open, but they don't get through because they have no desire for anything other than mediocrity. May God pull you out of that mediocrity right now in his name. The third thing, just a point here again, is we just need to stop standing there looking at the gates. And proclaiming, kind of again, like Moses, my gates are open, posted up on Facebook. My gates are open. Oh, God has opened the gates telling everybody. But how about going through those gates? How about you walk through them? No, for some, how about you just run through those gates? You need to get on through those gates by faith. You need to shift and make a move. Something ought to move in you. When you move spiritually, something should be shifting. You should sense, oh my God, I just went through these gates. And when you come through them, by the way, there's going to be evidence of a shift of position. See, this parroting we've been doing doesn't work. What do I mean parroting? We just repeat stuff, but there's no faith attached to it. The Holy Ghost is not hovering over it because he knows you're not really releasing faith with it. You're speaking it. And I learned from a mighty, mighty man of God that confession is not possession. Just because you say it don't mean you got it. You got to get it. You have to get it by faith. And then you speak. We believed Scripture says, therefore, we spoke and too many people are speaking what they do not believe. I wrote about this in a book called Declare Yourself Wealthy. It would be good if you would get your hands on that and it will talk to you about the power of your words and why some things may not be working for you. You might think you believe, but I'm telling you, if no manifestation is coming, there's some unbelief in there. So when you come through, as I said, there should be evidence of a shift of 
position. We ought to see something. We should see it. And even now, there's really no delay in it. Now, we've been working these financial principles all the time, if you know them. But God's not delaying anything. He's given us a grace on this right now because of the time that we're in, because of where God is trying to get us to. He's preparing us for this great wealth transfer that we are, in fact, walking through that I'll talk about at another time. So let me tell you what really bothers me a great deal. I said you should see some evidence. There are so many people in the body of Christ. This is such a sore spot for me. They are not functional with kingdom principles when it comes to their finances. They have no idea of how seed works and sowing works. They're not even confident in the kingdom system. And they wonder why, even though the gates are open, they haven't been able to go through those gates. Not even confident in the kingdom system. Why? Why do I say that? Why do people still rob God of the tithe if they believe the kingdom system? Why? Because they don't have the revelation and the faith that goes with it. Or they could just be playing greedy or crazy to rob God. Why don't people sow when God tells them? How could a person hang on to a seed for three months and then go to a person and say, you know, the Lord told me to sow this three months ago. You surely can't be a cheerful giver and you sure can't have confidence in the kingdom system. This is why people hold back from God. They don't have confidence. And a lot of it is because we haven't sat with the word, sat with the Holy Spirit, and people are not teaching this word to equip people. We're not praying for money. You don't find that anywhere in scripture. We need to be sowing and we have to tell people you're, you're going to need to tithe with knowledge, with wisdom. And so with the same knowledge and wisdom and everything must be done by faith. So it's just something we have not learned, but I'm declaring and praying today that your faith would arise even as you're listening, that you would be put on a passionate pursuit to begin to find out the things of the kingdom so you can come out of where you are. And even if your life is comfortable, and I quote that, I'll talk about that, that you want to come up to another level of living. And this is what God desires for you so that you can be blessed to be a blessing to all ends of the earth are blessed. You've got to get through these gates. The gates are open, but you must get through the gates and you must not allow yourself to rest until that happens. And in Isaiah 45, the text speaks of Cyrus. And again, God has prophetically positioned the body of Christ here. As I mentioned, this is the time of the great wealth transfer. And this thing is happening in a way we did not and could not imagine. So listen to me carefully. All your gates and doors are open. It's opened already. Christ has already done it for you to gather right this very moment. This gathering that we're doing is for preparation. We are being prepared for what's to come. It's raining but a flood is coming. What we're seeing right now in the world economically is just the beginning. And if this is the beginning, you can imagine what our outcome is going to be. There's coming a great economic deluge and you need to get prepared for that. And and can you prepare in a situation like this? You sure can. All you got to do is make a decision right now today that you're going to become proficient with kingdom principles. So Even according to Isaiah 45, the Holy Spirit has gone before you. Listen carefully. He has already made your crooked places straight. Whatever your name is, I put my name in there. God has gone before Sonia and made her crooked places straight. He's broken up anything that could hinder or hold you. Know this. 
You're not breaking no generational curse of poverty. Jesus already done it. You want to walk in the blessing and step out of the curse, start tithing with knowledge and start sowing with knowledge led by the Holy Spirit. That's how you step into a life of abundance. I wrote a book also called Break Out of Poverty into Financial Abundance. I would highly recommend that you get your hands on that book. When people tell me that they've read that book and it's a great book and nothing changes in their life, they did not read that book. They skimmed the book because to read that book, there's no way your life can remain the same. And all the Holy Spirit needs from you at this moment is your cooperation and obedience. It's just that simple. He just needs you to inquire of him with what you need to do with what's in your hands. You don't have to tell God you got bills to pay when he tells you to plant a seed. You just obey God. You must obey him. He needs you to inquire of him, even concerning purchases that you're making. Let me be quick about this. I really don't want this to go too long, but I had an Audi and I ended up getting into a car accident. That car was totaled last year. My husband assumed I was just going to go and buy another Audi, but I went and sought the Lord the same way I did when I got the Audi. I sought him, put a seat out, and I ended up buying not a, an Audi. I ended up getting a Hyundai Elantra Ultimate Package. And to a lot of people, you might think, oh my God, woman of God, that's a downgrade. Oh no, wasn't for me. It is what God wanted me to get. It has everything I could imagine in it. Every bell, every whistle, it's the ultimate package. And I absolutely like it a lot. And I won't have to worry about payments on it. And I'm not tied to any kind of car to determine my status in life. That would keep my gates shut. If I start adding things to my life that God didn't tell me to add, guess what's going to happen? It's going to shut my gates. And that's what's happened for a lot of you. You're adding things to your life and have that God hasn't told you to do. But that doesn't matter. You can repent right now. Your life can change right now, right here. So I personally, I just want what the Lord thinks is best. And I'm glad I listened to him because look what's happened in our economy. And it's just the beginning. The only person that can shut your gates, please know this. We cannot continue blaming anybody but ourselves. The only one who can shut your gates or prevent you from going through these gates is you. You're the only one. One of the things, let me say, maybe I'll get to two quick points. What will shut these gates? They're already open. You can walk through at any time. Well, what will keep you from doing that? Speaking contrary to the word of God, one of the most prevalent things in the body of Christ. We quote a scripture and in the next breath, we say something contrary. We get all excited Sundays and Wednesdays. And if I catch you on Tuesday, you're saying something totally different than what you have heard. I've heard it over and over. Give somebody revelation. They're all powerful. Check them two days later and they're speaking words that they don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And James tells us that if we ask God for anything that we're going to ask him in faith with no doubting, the Bible says the one that doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. It says, let no man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double minded. That's a double souled person. And the Lord says unstable in all his ways. You'll find that in James chapter one, verses five through eight. And why does this happen to people? How is it that at one moment we're all pumped up and excited in the next moment? I'm speaking about the whole body in the next moment we've deflated because people don't know that hope has to be the anchor for the soul while faith is at work. Let me say that again. Hope is your anchor for the soul while your faith is at work. 
Hope is a confident expectation. So people lose their confidence and their expectation while their faith is at work. This is what happens. And you have to let hope be an anchor for your soul at any moment the manifestation will come of what you believed you receive. And so parroting the word of God without revelation is another issue. And I'm going to stop at this point that the body of Christ has done. We're great parrots, but we don't have revelation. There is no Holy Ghost breath on it. There's a power that accompanies your voice, your words, the word of God, when you know is a God-ordained word. So this is one thing people parrot it. They post everything on social media. We say it, but inwardly the switch hasn't happened. For some of you to get through these gates, a switch must happen in you. You know whether you really got it or not. Watch this. God knows whether you got it or not. And the enemy knows whether you got it or not. You'll know there's a rest and a peace that comes on the inside. I remember when I knew I was out of the world system, I said, I'm out. A shift happened for me on the inside. And in a moment, I mean, it happened so quick. I was out of that so fast. When I decided to allow this word to get in me, I felt a settling come in me. I felt a movement spiritually. And I said, oh my God, I'm out. I recognized this system for what it was. And I got out and I began to seek the Holy Spirit. All I just do, I began to sow, harvest began to come in. The next thing I looked up and everything was paid off. And God wants to do the same thing for you, but you're going to need to be obedient. You're going to have to stop praying about paying off bills and praying for money and take your seed and begin sowing it in the soil that's going to produce the results that you need. Some of you are actually sowing, you're just sowing in the wrong soil. You need to seek the Holy Spirit. Your tithe ought to go to wherever storehouse you're being fed, but your seed, you have to seek the Holy Spirit. Find out where you need to be planting that in a soil that's going to produce according to the desire of your heart and according to the word of God, because God needs you and wants you to get out of debt. He needs you to flourish. He wants you to increase for the kingdom. I'm going to go ahead and stop right here. We'll pick this up at another time. I assure you I'll have a part two for you, but it's important that you know how to walk through the gates of plenty because that's what these are. These gates are gates of plenty, gates of provision. The Lord has opened this wide for you. And we've been trying to figure this thing out for the longest, but I'm here to tell you if you'll work with the Holy Ghost, it is easy. Well, my friend, I want to thank you for joining me today on The Voice of Reason. Do me a favor, share this podcast, recommend it to some other people. If you don't have those books, get those books. If you are a woman, I would love for you to join our group, Arise Women International. Send a request to join that group. Many, many lives are being changed. We have a a glory prayer call in the morning and the testimonies are mind boggling. Also, you can connect with us on Arise Ministries International. God bless you. Until next time on The Voice of Reason. Thanks for tuning in to The Voice of Reason podcast with Dr. Sonia Thompson. We solicit your prayers and support. Please visit our website at www.ariseministriesintl.com for more information about our products, ministry, or to submit your prayer request. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook at Arise Ministries INTL. 
be sure to tune in again next week with the voice of reason.